everyone, this is Chris McGowan, a.k.a. Chris, a.k.a. Pretty Little Wires. Wow. Pretty Little Wires. Pretty Little Liars Watcher. I broke my rule a tiny bit, a tiny bit uh, this week. I did Google something regarding this episode because I was very confused when I first started watching this. I was so confused. Um, so I won't tell you what I Googled. Uh, I think that'll be clear later on in the podcast what I Googled. But it's worth noting, I, I mean, we'll get into it, but I was like, what are, what is happening here? And as a general consumer of media, I do recall, and please correct me if I'm wrong, fans, but at the time, and probably still to a degree, uh, Freeform slash ABC Family used to have these themed things, right? They have the uh, 25 days till Christmas, right? Don't they have that? Um, I'm sure they do something for Valentine's Day. And I'm assuming uh, they do something around Halloween. And so, because it didn't happen the first season, unless I'm hallucinating, as a show on the network, they must have gone to Pretty Little Liars and said, hey, we would love to do a Halloween episode. And the writers probably looked at them blankly, looked at their uh, executive producers and said, um, we're still in the first year of their school and there is no way we can pretend that halloween is happening in april and so i you know I'm, I'm imagining a lot of like you know stairs and then someone had the idea how about we go back in time chris watches pretty little liars chris watches pretty little liars chris watches pretty little liars so he can help you figure out who's a... All right, so here we are, Season 2, Episode 13, The First Secret. Now, with a title like The First Secret, without Googling, I say to myself, Chris, there must be more than one secret. The first thing that I noticed wrong <laughs> or different, no previously on. And I'm so I'm not going to previously on anything because this is, this is outside of our timeline. So no previously on. And we have Allison DeLaurentis featured heavily throughout this episode. She is... Pretty much the main protagonist, if you will, this entire uh, this entire episode. And I guess I guess I should say this right now. And I realize what I'm about to say is a bit of a cheat. Um, for those of you who have watched Veronica Mars, there's actually a similar kind of set- setup. Without spoiling Veronica Mars, which by the way you should watch Veronica Mars. Uh, one of her friends is is killed or missing. There's some, some mystery about her friend, and we see this character appear in flashbacks throughout the first season. Allison De Laurentiis has been in our as a performer, as a as a as a cast member for now two and a half seasons, right? And this entire episode, she is featured. If I were the actor p- portraying Allison De Laurentiis at the end of say this season or next season, they're like, by the way, uh, you were really dead this whole time. I don't know. There, this is a lot of exposure for a character that we'll never see again. Am I using meta knowledge of of casting to further embolden my theory that Allison is alive? Maybe a little bit. Um, but this episode, for a bit of a meta perspective, it so features her, and we get so more insight into Allison, it would seem, I don't know, it would seem weird if she didn't come back. So I'm just going to say that. Um, but we'll pretend that I don't have that information. We'll pretend that we don't have the real knowledge that she has a lot of expo- a lot of uh, lines this season so far. So this is an Allison story. It's like a voiceover, and we eventually fade up to uh, Hannah and Allison. And this little boy, I wrote something weird in my notes, but it's like a little kid, a little kid in, in this kitchen. And she's telling a story about twins and how one twin ended up murdering their twin. You know, it's supposed to be like a spooky story, right? And the, I guess the parents come home and the twin says something creepy and the kid's like, ah. So on, 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 the, on surface, I guess it's try to set the, set the setting, right? That we're going to be watching a Halloween special. I'm, I'm paranoid, right? I'm paranoid now. 
Is this the show planting the seed, much like a soap opera trope, we are going to be dealing with a twin, a twin who was mistaken for Allison. Boy, that would be a twist, right? If the person who, quote, killed Allison actually killed Allison's twin, whom no one ever spoke of or knew about. Jeez Louise, what a twist. But the seed has been planted here. It's definitely, it's in the world. If it were to happen now, I would not be as shocked as I would if they just pulled it out of their behinds. Um, so this little spooky special, and then we see the, the text on the screen. Rosewood, Pennsylvania, October 28th, 2008. I'm assuming this is when Allison goes missing in the summer, right? Am I right? Like September 1st, if I'm remembering correctly as I record, I should have wrote this down. So this is the Halloween before she goes missing. We have pink hair Aria confirming our flashback status. A little chat about costume. Uh, and it's the five of them. It's Allison and the four of them, the original posse. Uh, something mentioned about a big butt. Um, Emily gets a text from Ben. Uh, ben sucks, as we know. Uh, she was going to be sexy cop, uh, but she chooses to be a Native American costume, which, um, sorry to report, I'm assuming you've watched this, incredibly offensive. And a quick sidebar on that, I was like, this is what, this is 2008, 2010. Did no one in the, right, did no one on staff say, hey, should we have a character on the show dressed in this kind of a costume? Is that, is that offensive? Is that, is that going to be an issue? It, it is shocked me a little bit that no one said anything uh, at the time, but that's a little naive of me. I literally, this week, having watched this this week, there's literally a story about a, um, I believe it's a uh, Texas high school that has offensive costumes, uh, cheerleading costumes and chants and all that stuff. So this is 2022 that we're still dealing with this. So I should not be so naive. Uh, it still is a little shocking to me as a 2022 viewer that literally nobody from costumer to producers to executives no one no one hit the pause button and said is this is this uh, a good idea uh, but uh, just letting you know that happens she wears this costume later on so they're walking down the street i'm assuming on their way to school and guess who motherfucking drives up noel khan and his goons in fact i believe they probably pulled the same goons that he had from season one so this whole car is full of this little jock buddies and i wrote my notes slight threat of violence from noel which uh is not not surprising it's done to be kind of flirty i guess but uh you know i don't i don't like him so i did not interpret it as flirty and it seems like he and allison are <laughs> what is happening here yeah i noel and aria kind of flirt and i guess this is still the time when aria had a bit of a crush on him i'm assuming this is post allison destroying his relationship so just to start to get ahead of my theory here I think A has already been created, even in this scene, because I think Noel wants to scare Allison and her friends tonight at the party. That's what I think. But that's obviously not said. So everyone is invited to Noel's party, and there's a little bit of like, oh my goodness, we're invited to Noel Khan's party. Uh, they're on their way to, to school, and they go by a creepy house, and it looks like someone's inside there. They're talking about this creepy house. Uh, the door opens. Uh, I, I don't know. And then, and then outside we see... A sanatorium van. Now, in, in doing this recording, having thought about the episode that we're about to see where things go down in this house later on, uh, I, can't, I can't make any sense of, of what this is. Part of me feels like it's just the show trying to make a spooky Halloween episode. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not really putting too much into this little scene. Maybe there's something down the line. Uh, I'll remember the sanatorium name and, and that house, but it, it's, it seems so outside of the show's realm i had no uh, yeah cut to emily and toby we see toby unloading some sort of van and emily's like hey are you moving he's like well someone's moving in um we find out which i may have known or may have forgotten but apparently toby's toby's mother passed away a year ago apparently uh 
his dad's uh, also former wife, and apparently his dad did remarry. And this new mother, and uh, we assume as viewers, this is Jenna who is moving in. So this is extremely recent, this whole Jenna and Toby stuff, right? Cut to a Halloween shop, and this entire scene felt like someone binge-watched, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but it does feel like someone binge-watched the entire Scream series, because it looks like a Scream moment, it has the rhythm of Scream, it just... It was totally, felt like almost, again, outside of the show's uh, normal style. Uh, Allison is there looking through costumes. We have a jump scare. Uh, of course, it's Noel in a creepy uh, creepy face. Uh, he's creepy, of course. And then we see Allison looking at a costume. We turn over and we see Jenna. Jenna looking yowzers, uh, uh, quite uh, quite stylish. Yeah, I was, I was a little taken aback. I was like, wow, Jenna. I, I had a she's all that moment with Jenna there, uh, which is interesting because... Our modern Jenna is very, right, very reserved, very, very quiet, quiet clothing. Is that, a, is that a phrase? But this Jenna is wearing, you know, very fashionable outfits. So I don't know what happens between now and, and, our, and our present time. Anyway, uh, but we find out Jenna is also going to Noel's party. And it looks like they both want to wear a Lady G costume. And for half a second, I was like, Lady G? Who the hell is Lady G? Uh, it's Lady, <laughs> Lady Gaga. And um, it looks like they're like, well, I guess only one of us can wear this costume if we're going to the party. And then they very tersely introduce each other, like, I'm Allison. And Jenna's like, I know, I'm Jenna. And then that little moment happens. Allison walks away from this little interaction that was very tense. She gets a text, I'm watching you. So first of all, it's a block number, and it says, I'm watching you. No dash A. There's nothing here that says dash A. However, I would say, unless we get other evidence as the show goes on, this might be the first non-official A text. Uh, she looks a little creeped out. And then someone, another person, gets in Allison's face. Uh, this is, I think this is the creepy baby mask, which we'll see later. Gets in Allison's face, and she just yells, freak! And, and she leaves. What a weird scene we're about to get into here. Cut to the Hastings household. <laughs> this show, this show really wants me to think Ian did the recording. Boy, oh boy, they really do not want to let me, let me let that go, do they? Ian is recording Allison, talking about Halloween stuff and parties, I guess. Uh, we find out Grandma was a sweater model. Well, but that, if that means anything, I don't know what. But this is the same grandma that we find that we know later on. Our uh, Allie visits to get Jason out of the will. But yeah, grandma was a sweater model. Another weird, interesting detail: the grandmother looks or looked a lot like Allison. And there's a little weird flirting with Ian and Allison, which of course, as we know, they are hooking up. And also something interesting: Melissa is at least in the company of everyone here, extremely supportive of Spencer. Like. You go, sis- you go, sister. Um, yeah, you should win this election. You are, you're great. Again, so different than our current uh, Melissa Spencer relationship. Very interesting. I know the show's messing with me, but I still found it interesting. And we find out Melissa and Ian are going as Bonnie and Clyde. How appropriate. They are in, they've been in cahoots. They're still in cahoots, and their costume reflects that. Uh, they are criminals. We get to Hollis, of course, since we have the set here in season two, why not use it? Arya bumps into Fitz, of course, they don't know who each other is, are at the moment, but she like bumps into him. He's like, oops, sorry, um, we're going to kiss in the bathroom in, in, in the future. So Arya goes into her dad's office, and there, again, I'm not, I should not be surprised anymore. I was like, Meredith, they gave Meredith a call and had her come in for this. Meredith is lying on the couch reading, quote, reading. She's just lying on the couch in his office, and, she's, and Arya's a little surprised to see her. Um, and she's like, oh, where's my dad? Oh, oh I just read in here. It's like, oh, I just read in here because that's quiet or whatever. Yeah, very awkward. We cut to Hannah watching a scary movie. And then again, this felt like a scream thing. I, I don't really understand why we did this, but the phone rings. 
power like fluctuates. The phone rings again. No one's there. Like the phone rings a few times and no one's there. So I don't know if, uh, yeah, I don't, I think that's just a show messing with me. But then finally it's Allison on the other line and she says, did you send a text to me? And he was like, no, no, what are you talking about? Then we get a door, but no doorbell and knock. Well, well, well. At the door, Detective Wilden, creepy detective, is with Ashley. I'll be honest, everybody. I completely forgot they were hooking up at the beginning of the series. I completely have put that out of my mind. I guess I guess I didn't think I'd see this guy again. So we have a confirmation that maybe, maybe this is not, that wasn't the first time that they had been intimate uh, because uh, she says, I was, I was drunk, or he does. Uh, she was drunk. Uh, she has a few margaritas. So the detective, to be responsible, drove her home. Darren, he goes like, call me Darren. And, uh, and so he says, good night. Creepy detective, you know, top down, left and right, right? Uh, he leaves, and we get another hint. Uh, Ashley says to Hannah, I'll deal with the mess we're in. So I think this is still the money issues, right? This is still the money issues that we saw uh, in season one. And here's something else. At least Hannah, I don't know if Ashley does this, but Hannah blames this mess that we're in, quotes, uh, on their father, on her father. Dad rotten hell. So at least Hannah blames Tom. This is me interpreting what's happening here because there's a lot of words not said, but I am interpreting that the mess we're in has to do with the money and that because Tom left, that caused this money issue. And Hannah's very upset about that, very angry about that. Uh, Mom lays down uh, on her side, which is how you're supposed to lie down when you've had too much to drink. And then Hannah says something like she's ugly, which I assume has some references Isabel. We don't, again, we don't have those words said out loud, but that's what I am going to assume. Uh, We cut to school and Spencer is campaigning. Spencer has this little nerdy look going on. I don't know. It's, I don't, I don't really see it as nerdy, but she has these glasses, which I don't think I've seen her wear or very rarely wear. And then we're at the cafeteria. And apparently Ben is Ben, who uh, we're still with Emily at this point is telling everyone he and Emily had sex and Emily does this thing where she doesn't deny it. And so all the other liars, uh, as they join one by one go, Oh my goodness, Emily is the first one to lose her virginity. And they're all like, yay, whatever. Allison does join. Mona comes over and she wants to take a seat and join them. Allison is, of course, mean to Mona, as she is wont to do. And we see Mona, in her nerdy face, walk over to another table and sit down. And then the show very clearly shows Mona. And guess who's at the nerdy table? Lucas. I wrote in my notes in all caps, A, 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 A. This is the start of A. Mona and Lucas are forming the team. It's like the reverse Avengers, isn't it? Uh... (laughs) Spencer joins. Yes, Emily lost her virginity. Everyone's like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. And Emily is very uh, closed lips. And then we see a flashback in a flashback. I mean, this whole episode is technically a flashback. And then we get a flashback inside this. We see the same thing that we saw, I believe, in the pilot, right? We see Allison and Arya walking down the street. We see Mona shouting from behind. She sees at least Allison and Arya. We do not know if Mona sees what we're about to see as well. I'm going to say she does. And Arya and Allison see... Arya's dad and Meredith smooching in the car. Dad and Arya lock eyes. Cut to Allison's room. Jason barges in. They have such a weird relationship, don't they? She gives Jason money for some beer. So Jason's going to buy her some booze. And Jason's like, hey, you got a creepy box at the, at our, at the door. Here you go. Um, Allison's like, get, get the F out of here. And Jason's like, F you. Uh, he leaves. She opens a little box. And again, this is, I think, another A beginnings. It's a creepy doll. And there's a note inside that says, it's my turn to torture you. And again, no dash A, but this is this is total A bullshit, right? This is, this is A shit. So she goes to a little air vent in the wall. And I don't think we've seen this yet in our present day. 
but this must be her old hiding spot, right? So she goes to a grate. She pulls out a box. There's some sort of doll inside the box. Not as creepy as the doll that she got received as she just got as a gift. This doll is more classic kid doll. She opens up a little hatch, and inside is a locket that she had hidden. She takes the locket out, puts the note in the doll instead, locks it all up, puts it all away. So this locket, I don't know what it means, but she ha- it's in the world. And this happens a lot, this episode. There's someone outside. We see a, we see another shaky cam. I, I couldn't keep track of, of these point of views. It, you know, it's a show saying this is Ian. It's a show saying this is A. It's a show saying this is somebody else. I, I don't know, but we get a little... Someone's watching, I guess. Cut to Hannah's. Uh, Ashley's looking for a job. And the cute way the show does it, oh, hey, there's an opening at the bank, which we know later on she will get that job. Ding dong, uh, Detective Wilden is at the door. Uh, he picked up their mail. Really creepy, right? He's like, oh, I was in, I was in the neighborhood. Uh, but speaking of that, he says a very interesting few words. Patrol the neighborhood. And that stood out to me because that was in Dr. Ann's material for the person she thought was A. Remember, her little report said this person feels like they need to keep everything safe. And he says something like that here. Now, I realize the show might be messing with me, but worth noting. Creepy detective not so subtly hitting on Ashley. Uh, he, he leaves. Oh, another thing to notice, he's wearing a uniform here. So he is a beat cop, which could link him to Garrett undercover because he later becomes a detective. He gets to wear his little shirt and tie. So somewhere between now and the present day, he gets a promotion. Interesting, right? Ashley calls him horny cop. Horny cop, a.k.a. creepy detective. There you go. I'll cut to Spencer's house. Allison's at the door. Allison says to Spencer, God, this is classic, classic Allison. This is classic Allison, though. Uh, she's like, listen, I found out about something, Spencer. You are going to lose the election. It is worth saying that Allison is very anti-Melissa. We know why, because uh, Melissa and Ian are together, and Allison wants to be with Ian. At least that's what the show has presented to me. Allison says Melissa is conspiring against her. So... That also tells me that Melissa's act of supporting Spencer is bullshit. Allison says to Spencer, I can I can turn things around for you. I can make it happen. And basically, do you want me to do it? And Spencer's like, yeah, yeah, do it. And Allison kind of grins. Cut to Byron and Aria. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, Byron. Oh, boy. So interesting, this scene, right? Arya says uh, to uh, Byron, "Hey, where's mom?" And I'm like, "Well, they sh- they didn't book uh, they didn't book her this episode, so mom knows nothing, okay, about what all that's been going on." And this entire scene does reframe a little bit about her and Ezra. If I'm going to be Arya's therapist, which I've done before, I think it's so interesting that Arya is having a romantic affair with a teacher, absolutely mirroring what her dad did with Meredith here. And also the strange mirror where he says, don't tell mom. And Arya says, are you really asking me to lie? And basically, he basically says to his daughter, be mad at me, but we should protect your mom. I'll handle this, but um, we should protect your mom's feelings. And Arya says, I will never forgive you. So Byron says, like, I really don't don't want you to tell mom. I'll respect your decision either way. And it's worth noting, she has a huge chair in her room. I've never noticed that before. The chair is absolutely gigantic. Cuts to Allison and Emily. She's, they're talking about uh, Emily. So I think they're like taking a walk down the street. You know, he's like, do you want to go on the pill or something? A little bit of a Juno reference, a little wink and a nod to the time period. And Emily tells Allie the truth, that she is not having sex. Uh, they just made out. It's one of those things where she kind of let the, she kind of let Ben have his lie. Allie, I think, knows why. Probably because they're flirting and I think Allie knows Emily has a crush on her. So I don't think this is like a surprise to her. I think this is, no, actually, no, she would not know this by now. 
But I think she probably has an idea at this point. And basically says to uh, Allie, we, can we keep this a secret? And Allison's like, of course. I think this show wants me to think that Allison betrays this trust. And Allison is not the best person in the world. I do think, though, she does respect Emily's uh, secret here. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too generous to Allison here. But I don't, I don't think, um, yeah, I don't think Allison messes with Emily in this way. At least revealing the secret. She does mislead her a few times in the romantic sense, which really sucks, right? But I don't think she would have been the one in an A sense to to try to out her. I don't know. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But that's just my, my take. I don't know. Cut to the hallway. Hannah, Spencer, and, and Allison. And basically, Allison, we find out Spencer won. And Allison's like, I rigged the election. Yeah, yeah. Uh... <laughs> And then Arya kind of, Emily and Arya join, and everyone can see something like wrong with Arya. And Arya's like, no, no, I'm fine. So I wrote down in my notes a little Allison secret check as of, as of this episode, as of this flashback episode. So she knows that she rigged the election so Spencer would win. That's a secret. She knows Allison, she knows Emily did not have sex with Ben. She she probably suspects or knows even more than that, but that's that's the secret for sure that she knows. And she knows that Arya has a dad that's cheating on Arya's mother. I don't have a secret yet for Hannah that Allison has, but um, that's three of the four liars that she has secrets on. Lucas bumps into Allie, spills a whole bunch of stuff on her, and of course she's mean. She calls him Hermie, etc., etc. Lucas is, which sounds like per usual, humiliated by Allie. And the show again shows us Mona watching this interaction go down. Very interesting. They walk away, and Mona kind of says, kind of has a little chat with Lucas, and there's something said here. One day there shall be vengeance had. I will pat myself on the back, and yet at the same time say I don't deserve the pat. I knew these two had been working together. This this absolutely confirms it. But I really didn't have any, have any evidence before before to to confirm that. I just knew that they needed some tech support, and Lucas was probably the person to help out. Uh, but this absolutely tells me for sure, without a shadow of a doubt, that Mona employs Lucas, or at least uses Lucas's hatred of Allie to help her be head A. Yeah, so Allison's already doing A shit. Halloween and Rosewood. Cut to Halloween and Rosewood. Uh, Hannah is Britney Spears. Uh, Spencer is putting on her costume. Uh, once again, baby mask person creeper is outside. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And this person just walks off. So random. Uh, for a long time, I did not understand Allison's costume. I guess I don't I guess I don't even remember that version of Lady Gaga anymore. I'm so used to um, our current version of Gaga. Doorbell rings. I think pizza's on its way. Um, everyone leaves but Allison and Arya. And Arya is really bummed about catching her dad having an affair. And so she wants to bail on the party. And this is really weird, isn't it? Allison really wants her to go. And she kind of weirdly blackmails Arya into going to this party tonight. She's like, I didn't tell anybody about your dad smooching Meredith, so you gotta go. And so Arya goes to the party, but even sitting here now, I'm, I'm not entirely sure why Allison really wanted Al uh, Arya to go to the party. Something is missing for me there. Anyway, cut to the party, which is the majority of where we're going to be for the rest of this episode. Once again, uh, Emily's costume, unfortunately, extremely offensive and inappropriate. So she's wearing, she's wearing her, uh, her costume. Noel is a gynecologist, of course. What a creep, right? Spencer, Mary Queen of Scots. And then I read my notes. Oh, Allison is Lady Gaga. We have creepy baby. This creepy baby person pops up all throughout this. So there's a creepy baby that's kind of behind Allison and they kind of walk away, which is, I don't know, I guess, I guess creepy. And then we see Jenna as Gaga in a very spicy costume. Again, I'm not used to seeing Jenna this, uh, uh, this outgoing. She's very extroverted here. And she is chatting, guess what, with Noel. So now we have our Jenna-Noel connection. I will say this, the creepy baby, at least right now, is not Noel or Jenna. 
We do later see Lucas wearing one of these costumes, but there's multiple people wearing this creepy baby mask. Uh, weird, right? Mona is a cat woman, and Allison doesn't even recognize you. I recognize her. It's very strange. So we can see Mona starting to become the Mona we know by wearing this costume. But it's so it's so out of character that Allison doesn't even recognize her. And then we have our Allie versus Jenna, another standoff. And Allison decides to take another tactic. She's She basically says to Jenna, do you want to join the posse? And Jenna's like, I don't really want to be your friends. I'm going to be part of your, your group. And Allison looks... It's very unusual for Allison to be, I guess, rejected. Allie's like, whatever, and walks away. And then Mona approaches Jenna and says, well, you're the best Gaga here. Jenna and Mona meet. And I wrote in my notes, Mona is building her team. Mona is gathering Jenna, Noel, and Lucas to join the A group. Astounding. Allison has some harsh words for Jenna. And then for some reason, she has a ballot that says ballot, hands to Spencer saying, uh, this is the evidence that we cheated. And so Spencer burns it in a fireplace, which now in hindsight, I'm like, oh... Those ballots didn't get fully burned, did they? That's Noel knows about it. Oh, boy. And another baby person is watching. And this baby person's throughout this whole party, observing everything. Uh, Allison and Hannah need to get some drinks. And apparently there's a little thing in the woods to get your drinks. Uh, we have a jump scare for no reason. So they jump, like someone just jumps and scares and runs away. They're like, ha, ha, ha. We cut to Emily dancing with someone who is not Ben. But again, I don't think Ben was booked for this episode. But So we see the back of a head of someone who I assume is Ben. So Jenna's making eyes at Emily, and I was like, wait a minute, does, uh, is Jenna trying to flirt with Emily here? I, I was, I didn't, I guess I don't know how close Jenna and Emily know each other. I thought Jenna very recently arrived. Anyway, another creepy baby sighting. And then we cut to a little bit later in the party, and Allie is missing, which she has done before, as we have seen in other flashbacks. And they all get their first simultaneous text, uh, as we're used to now, a little bonk. All at the same time. It says, I'm in trouble, come alone, 313 Mockingbird. And this is the creepy house that we see we saw at the beginning. So all four of them go over there. Uh, we see another creepy baby walking around the house. Uh, they go upstairs. Another creepy baby. <laughs> They're scared by a suit in the room. Just randomly, there's a suit in the room. And then there's a locked door at the end of the hallway. And it looks like there's someone inside. And, and they knock on the door like, hello? And Allison's like, did you see him? Uh, they said, she says, they got a knife. Come in here really quick. There's a baby person mask trying to kill me. And so they all go inside there. Allison's like, okay, I'm getting poor cell signal, so I'm going to have to leave to make a call. I'm going to run outside, do it really quick, and then come back in. We're going to call the police. And everyone's like, no, no. She's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. Not to be uh, conceited here, but I'm like, I know this is an Allison prank. Sure enough, she leaves. She bars the door so they can only see through the keyhole. She starts screaming. Uh, this baby person is attacking her, right? And then it looks like uh, they, they, they stab her. They're trying to get out. Um, they find their way. They climb out through a window, and they're like running away, like, oh, my goodness. Uh, and then I forget why they go back inside the house. I guess they want to try and see if Allison's fine. They're like, we got we to save her. They go in there, and sure enough, in the front room, Allison's sitting there laughing, like, I totally got you. Ha, 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 ha. And she's like, yeah, the creepy baby was Noel. We, I did a prank, and I totally got you. And they are not laughing. The liars are not happy about this. And then Allison says something too very interesting. She says, because you came in here to save me, I know I can count on the four of you. And then she kind of walks away. They all go back to the party. And now it's an older kid's party. Apparently, um, everyone had curfew that it was their age. And now it's Eric, Noel's older brother. Very mysterious, huh? And then I don't know if this is a trick of just the angles of the shots or if this is actually the case. But to me, it looked like there was like now four or five people wearing these creepy baby masks. They're all over the place of this party, just standing there watching what's going on. Once again, Ian's using a camcorder to record things. Um, Allison walks up. 
And then, of all things, creepy detective is at the party, uh, laughing and joking with Jenna. Uh, we see Lucas take off the baby mask, so he was w- at least one of the babies. And then, I rolled my eyes here. Noel kind of walks up, and they're like, "Ah, great job, Noel." And he's like, "I wasn't there. I was on a, I was on a run." Now, first of all, Noel could be lying. He could have absolutely been the one in the house, and this could be all a lie. He is a, he is our biggest liar, in my opinion. He's the biggest liar. But two, we know there's multiple baby people. So, if that was Lucas or that was someone else, I don't know. And then Allison gets a text. Dying to know who I am? You'll find out. Dash A. Boom. It's a secret. So this is the first secret. Allison got a text from Dash A and does not tell the other four about it. And then we see a bunch of babies and we go to uh, our credit sequence. Go to, yeah. Um, So I wrote here, Creepy Detective, Jenna, Mona, Noel, Lucas, Meredith, Ian, Melissa, Garrett and Caleb are all potentially members of the A group. Now, I put Caleb on there with great hesitation, but he would be able to help them set up the tech. So, I, I, you know, I first, really quickly to wrap this up, when I first watched this, I'm like, this was kind of a waste of an episode. Am I right? There's nothing that moves our investigation forward. A lot of, like, cute glances as to, like, oh, this, this is, like, our present-day stuff. In hindsight, it does confirm for me our A group and how they met their original intention to mess with Allison, and somehow that intention shifting over to our four liars. I'm convinced Creepy Detective Jenna, Mona, Noel, Lucas, Meredith, Ian, Melissa, and Garrett are all, for some reason, somehow involved in this. Mona is our head A, and Caleb, a little asterisk there to maybe, maybe help with uh, tech support. Yeah, happy Halloween. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Magoogs. Kids are twitching at Mac to the Gal. I should be tw- streaming right now, but I did not record this podcast, so here we are. Yeah, we'll be back next time with uh, with a non-Halloween episode. Um, boy, I've said way too much about this. Mm-hmm.